Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, joining me is Jay Gilbert. Welcome back, Jay. Hey, thanks. Good you, to see you. You were uh, in Vegas. Yeah, week. yeah. I went to uh, New York for the week, and then we, we landed and went straight to Vegas and uh, had, a, had a great time and ended up Sunday night seeing Loverboy and Rick Springfield at the Joint. Place was packed. It was a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah you 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 do work with Rick Springfield, so I do. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he set you up. He did, and it was. Uh, he's got a couple of new guys in the band that I hadn't seen yet, and uh, the sound was great. And you know how it is when you've seen a band twenty, thirty times. There's certain nights where they just come out on fire, and this was one of those nights. I would say one of my top five shows I've ever seen of this guy, and. You know, I mean, you can't be perfect every night, right? And there's some nights you see a band on the road and maybe they're not having a good night and they're lethargic, whatever. But then every once in a while, you get one of those special shows. And it was it was like that. They uh, they lit it up. Cool, cool. Good to yeah. hear. So um, you you suggested a topic idea. And, and I, I've got uh, something I wanted to discuss that I think will be a great segue and introduction to it. So I don't know if you saw the story, but this week um, an article was released about how Google is not going to be indexing for search results Wix websites, W-I-X.com. And Wix is one of these. There's a number of these companies out there that allow you to build free websites. Yeah. Um, initially, and they help. They have templates, and yeah, you, they make you, it easy. Years ago, they they were creating basically Flash websites for free for you, and then they converted to building HTML5 compliant websites. Um, that's big news. Couple things. I know a lot of musicians who go and use Wix because in still, still to this day, it's like you want to spend all the money you can on your gear and on your record. And when it comes to building your online home, which is where you're going to live for your career and sell everything, you don't want to spend a dime. I'm sorry. I'm calling all of you out who do this. That is just stupid. That is ass backwards to to then say, well, yeah, where we're going to promote ourselves and be found, I don't want to spend any money. I want to spend as little as possible. Wrong. And, uh, you know, I've always been a champion of, Build your own website, own your own website, and you can do it very cheaply. I'm yeah. not a big fan of, of using other people's services as your online home because you are at the mercy of what they end up deciding to do. That's right. And there's a lot of alternatives <laughs> now. You know, like you mentioned Wix, there's Squarespace, there's a whole bunch of options out there to Word, get a really pro. Com even yeah. even lets you do it. So, you know, this what happened with Wix is a perfect example. And, and all of a sudden, one day, you wake up and Google says, hey, we're not indexing your website anymore and nobody can search for you on, on Google.com. Um, don't brush that off as no big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah. You, what do you, you think the reason is, Michael? What do, you, what do you think the reason is behind uh, Google's decision not to index? And I why pick I on Wix? I don't know. You know, odds are it's probably something related to the code behind the scenes in the website. I mean, you know, Google is very much about the code of your websites. They want clean code. They want f user-friendly code. They, 
you know, maybe somebody could manipulate it. You know, I mean, could you think Wix the way that their back end is that my, my, my first thought was the reason they might do that is because the, it wasn't clean. Like you say, maybe there was a way for them to kind of manipulate the data. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what Wix is doing or has done. I will just say literally anything is possible anywhere on the internet. If somebody wants to game anything, they'll game it. And I'm not saying that Wix is doing that. So so don't don't yeah. think that. It's just more of don't don't put don't put your career in the hands of somebody else who one day might decide to change the way they operate or or somebody doesn't like the way they operate and now you're you're left hanging. And, you know, initially with Wix, that was, you were building Flash websites, and Flash was never searchable inside of right. Google. So finally they admit they eventually changed HTML5, which was a lot better. But, you know, at the end of the day, that old saying, you get what you pay for, holds true. And yeah, if you're not going to pay does. for your website, well, you got to deal with what happens from that. Yeah. So. So, you know, what what that story led into was you wanting to kind of do some basic do's and don'ts. And and to me that is one of the absolute most it's a great place to start. basic do and do's and don'ts. Yeah. Do build your own website, do own your own website, don't rely on somebody else's service. You know, don't don't buy into the hype that building a WordPress website is going to cost you thousands of dollars a month to do that. That's absolute BS. WordPress is free to install. You can get a hosting contract for probably $7, $8 a month on, on most companies. I use a company called webhostingbuzz.com. Go check them out. You get a shared server for 7 or 8 bucks a month. Free install of WordPress. It usually comes with a couple free simple templates installed. Um, you could probably get somebody for a hundred bucks to help do some really simple get me set up. If you spent five hundred bucks, you could get a really nice site. If you right, did, and some to your point, some there are templates available for a lot of these sites and yep. services. Where if you just Google it, you'll find that there are people, whether they're on Fiverr or whether they're just independent people. That's what I did when I built my photography site. I used the template from SmugMug. I use SmugMug as my back end because they know photography better than most. And then I paid this guy a few hundred bucks to build a, a faceplate, a template over the top of it. Um, you, can, you can do that and get a really pro site uh, that way. Yeah, and, and don't be intimidated that maintaining WordPress is difficult <laughs> because WordPress is extremely simple. To maintain moving forward, it the one-time setup configuration, which goes for any website, even Wix, Squarespace, mm -hmm. or anything. That's sure. where you put most of the work in. Yeah, it's not rocket science to do this stuff, but there's plenty of people that could assist you for a small fee. Yeah, and you make a good point about about updating it, Michael. You know, like uh, you can do it mobily now. They have apps. Yeah, on I've your got phone. An, I've so got you're an sitting app waiting on my for phone. a train. Exactly. I can take a picture and I can. You don't make have a to go in and know, post. you know, a, a CMS or some backend. You, you don't know, have solution. to know any HTML code to no. do this. It's got a nice user-friendly um, uh, yeah. admin for all this stuff. So, so don't buy into the 
to that the hype, the fear, and and believe me, there there's actually you're, you'll probably run across WordPress developers who will tell you it's complicated and you need to keep me on contract for five hundred dollars a month because that's freaking job security for them. Yeah. Uh, again, BS on anybody who's trying to do that to you, because you can you can maintain your WordPress site very yeah. very easily. If if yeah. you're if you're on Squarespace, you could be on WordPress. Let's put Absolutely. it that way. Yeah. Um. So that's my. I think it's first, a good place to start. That's I really my do. First one big do and don't. What about yeah. you? Well, I think that uh, I think that every you know artist. Uh, should have a website. I think that's key. But I'm also a big believer in the old saying that, you know, on top of that, don't try to start your own party. Go to where the party already is. And what I mean by that is some basic things about socials, right? Um, socials are basically free. And it surprises me how some artists don't take advantage of that. And you can tie them all together, as you know. You can make uh, your tweet automatically post on Facebook and vice versa. You can have it all incorporated into your website. You don't have to go and do Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, and your website and do all these things. You can kind of make it so when you post it, it you know, it there's a network that it goes out to. It goes out, out to. to automatically. Yeah, and I think that's a good a, a good place to start. And also one of the things that I think a lot of artists could benefit from is, you know, you're really trying to grow your audience. And how do you grow an audience? I, I think you develop a relationship with the audience. Um, I think frequent communication, you know, sincere communication. I, I was talking to a company last week about their socials, and they were about 95% what I call selly, you know, Yep. Buy this now. This is out now. Got to buy this. Um, some experts think it should be the other way around. Uh, you know, five percent Sally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I I go by an eighty twenty rule. And 20, I think twenty percent can be selling, but eighty percent should have nothing to do with your product. Yeah, and I think that you know you do you develop a relationship with folks. Uh, I know my favorite brands, artists. You know they. They understand that it's a lifestyle. When you like a certain genre of music or a certain band, it's it's a lifestyle. And there are things that go along with that, whether it's fashion, whether it's, you know, there's a million things that you can talk about, even a little humor now and then, or taking a poll. One of the most reactive things that I see in socials, besides quotes, quotes are awesome. You know, yep. you can People simply, love quotes. They, they really do. But the other thing is the, the quick poll. Um, like you and I had a discussion earlier about merch. I, I love that because you can hear three designs. Uh, vote. Which, <laughs> Which one, one do you one? like? Yeah, and yeah. that's the one maybe we're, we're going to press up. Uh, a friend of mine who does merch for a, 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 an artist sent me th – this artist appeals to female fans, and she sent me a, a design and said, would you wear this? Would a guy wear this? And I said, yeah, this is, this is really cool. But I think that's don't send it to me. Put it up on Facebook, put it up on Twitter, and like, hey, you're a dude. You know, would you, uh, would you, uh, you know, would you like this, or, or which one would you like? Or, or simple po polls like, what is your favorite track off of this album? Or you know, those those types of things right. I think can be really effective. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I I agree. 
Um, another do and don't that I want to throw out there, and this is not so much a clear cut. Here's something you should do, like go use this service or don't use this service. But I'm dealing with a couple. I I should just say this is an ongoing thing, and I think you experience this too. No matter who your clients are, you're always going to have clients who you're sitting back going, God, would you pay attention to what's going on in your career? I mean, and that's sort of my do. Pay attention to everything that's going on in your career. That means pay attention to your radio promotion people, your booking agents, your 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 music promoters, your publicists, pay attention to your marketing people, pay attention to all of this. Pay attention your streaming to your streaming revenue, you know, your, you know, your number of if, streams. If you don't pay attention, the day something comes up to get released and you go, oh, gee, that's the wrong photo on the album cover, dude, you, you create a, a rat's nest of troubles with six hours' notice of quick, we've got to revise everything and change everything, and you've right. got the wrong font, and it's the wrong headline, it's the wrong this, and you know, you're using a band photo from two years ago, not f- from last month. Somebody has to pay attention to all of that right. stuff because if you don't pay attention, the wrong stuff is going to happen, and the only person it's going to reflect on is you. Yeah, it doesn't I, I reflect really bad. It doesn't reflect badly on your marketing person, your radio promotion person, your label. It your reflects whatever. bad on you because it's your name, it's your band name, it's your album name, it's whatever it is that people are talking about. Oh my God, the so and so has the wrong tour dates. It's not that the record label put the wrong tour dates up. It's the band's got the wrong tour dates. Yeah. There's no differentiation in, in fans' minds. It's it's you the artist that are behind this. Yeah. Pay attention. And and sometimes that is nothing more than just saying, listen, CC me on every freaking email so I can see what's being said. Scan it over. Scan it over real quickly. Or, you know, give somebody sort of the the quote power of attorney for you. You know, hey, would you make sure so-and-so from my management office reviews everything? Sure, it could it be an Uber out. fan. It and could if, be some some hardcore Uber fan that you know and trust that you work with that can just proofread things so if, that if everything's it do, spelled if, right. If it doesn't have Joe Smith's approval from my office on it, it's not approved to release. Yeah. You know, you've got to put that type of stuff in place because there are so many moving parts whether it's tours, new albums, um, promotion releases, merchandising. I mean, geez, you don't want to, you know, release a T-shirt and it's got an old photo on it. Well, guess what? You're just sitting on 500 T-shirts that you printed up with the wrong photo on it. Yeah. Or a misspelling, for God's sake. I mean, we have seen all of it. And -hmm. and I just want to stress, and it doesn't matter how big or small you are as an artist. This happens the entire, you know, breadth of of artists. You need to have people that are are watching out for you if you can't watch out for yourself. Uh, Yeah, I I agree. I think think a really great way to look at that is, and, and we've heard this, 
in different ways. But your management company, your label, the venue, you know, all these different things, they may have 10 artists, they may have 100 artists. You only have one career. Yeah. And (laughs) this is your shot. And you need to protect that. Um, some of these folks that are working with you, they, they're working with a lot of different artists, a lot of different. And they don't have the same passion they can't, or vision. They can't put eight hours a day into just you. They have to put eight hours a day into maybe six other artists that day that all need a little bit of attention addressed. So, Yeah, yeah I think that's a really good point. So yeah. how about you? What What's another do or do? Well, I, I, I'm working with a couple of developing artists right now, that, and it's really exciting watching them, you know, take advantage of all of the tools that are available. And and I grabbed this book again. You know, we, we, we had, you know, uh, Bobby on our podcast, and yep. there's some really great stuff in there. And the reason I bring that up is one of my artists – has been getting some pretty decent airplay on his own by himself. And some of the instructions on how to do that are in this book, but basically he's reaching out to some college radio stations. You know, he's doing, you know, as much uh, touring as he can. um, And he's playing these dates basically anywhere anybody will have him. And he's gotten a lot of success playing at colleges on his own, no booking agent, none of that stuff. They even put him up when he comes there and they treat him, you know, like a king. Right. Um, but by doing that, he's on the phone and he's getting radio airplay. Um, years ago, I, I worked with uh, Sticks and JY, their guitar player, was the same way. Every town he was into, he'd get on the phone and call a radio station. Sometimes, if he didn't feel like the label was backing him, the way that he wanted to, he'd get out his credit card and actually buy a flight of ads in that town, depending on how the show was selling, you know, depending on how popular they were. So it kind of comes back to your point, you know, take responsibility for your own career and, you know, your own business. Um, But I think as far as the dues go, you know, um, I think you can do, you can do everything yourself. But there are some really powerful things that you can do. We talked about the website. We talked a little bit about socials. Well, you can also get some some decent shows. Um, if you have all of the right materials that we've talked about before, I mean, if you've got good songwriting, you've got a good recording, and you have that that you can get to people, whether it's on SoundCloud or a physical medium, um, there's some simple things, you know, photography, branding. We talked about that a little bit. Um, if you've got some of those things in place, go, you know, start locally. Go to the local colleges, high schools, malls, events, you know, those types of things. Um, this this weekend here, uh, where I live in in uh, nor- uh, Southern California, uh, just north of LA, um, they're having this big event, an all day event, where you know Lisa Loeb is playing. There's some other local artists playing. Man, if I if I was an artist uh, living here, uh, I'd certainly be you know pushing to get on the bill there. You know, it's there's going to be thousands of people in and out, and uh, so I guess my point, you know, as far as a do would be, roll up your sleeves, you know, get one of these books do like the work. You know, it's, it's and do the work. Do the work. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't sit back and think somebody else is going to do the work for you. 
no one's going to do it like you're you're going to do it. And and you know? and if you don't do the work yourself, you're going to have a hard time looking at the work other people do and say you're doing it right, you're doing it wrong, you That's could do point. more. Yeah. How would you know? How would you know? You would never know. But if you get in roll, in your, roll up your sleeves, you see how hard and how easy some of these things are. And then, you know, when you do get, a, a, say, a manager, you'll, you'll know how to have conversations with him yep. or her. Yep. Um, I've got another do, and this okay. might be a such an obvious slap across the forehead do. But again, I see this so many times, especially for small artists, indie artists, Artists that don't have record labels, that don't have management teams. And clearly, there's a lot of artists that will fall into this category. When you're releasing a new album, tell people you're releasing. What's the number a, one reason why people don't buy your new album? I had they no idea you released a new record. I, you know, listen, I'm a fan. You're a fan of so much music. How many times have we come across a band where you're, and this goes, this goes back to the glory days where I'd be in Tower Records going, oh, wow, I had they no idea how they released a new album. Nobody right. told me. And, and in this day and age, when you've got email lists, websites, Facebook pages, you name it, and you don't tell people you've got a new album, why are you even releasing the album if you don't want to tell people? So, so, and, and then, then people will be like, okay, well, yeah, we've got some graphics up. I've made a couple posts about it. I want you to step out of your shoes and put on the shoes of your fan and head over to your website and your Facebook page and your YouTube channel and look at it through their eyes. Don't look at it through your sunglasses. Look at it through their eyes and go, what am I telling them? What are they seeing? Oh, there's a post about a new album being released. But there's no link to buy it. Hmm. Yeah. There's no pre-order link to buy it. And is there one oh, post? Oh, wait you know? a second. I haven't updated the cover image on that page from my last album. So I'm actually visually so promoting That's last really year's album yeah. when I'm trying to sell in two weeks, a new album. Um, you know, you've got, you can have multiple in this day and age, multiple streaming embedded players. You can have stuff from iTunes. You can have stuff from Bandcamp. You can have, um, you know, noise trade. There's a multiple places that you can have your albums available for sale. Yeah. Make sure that you go to all of these various pages and players that you may have in your online world. And make sure the right album is being prominently promoted. Again, yeah. you don't want to be selling a new album in two weeks and have last year's album as the featured player. Yeah. Would you recommend that they maybe put a little bit of forethought and planning into it and maybe <laughs> 60 days out, grab a piece of paper oh, with some check boxes and yeah, say, I mean, planning here's is, where I want to go? Planning is so crucial on, on this stuff, especially when you don't have a team. Um, who's who can be those eyes and ears for you. If you've got to do it on your own or you've got one person who might be your boyfriend or your girlfriend or mom or a super fan, you've pretty much got to put in place and go, here's the entire checklist. Go to YouTube. Look at these things on YouTube. What is the, what's the featured video on YouTube? Is it from two years ago or is it my new lyric video? 
What does the cover image look like on YouTube? Is it for the new album or is it for the last album? Mm -hmm. um, go to Facebook. Look at your profile photo. Look at your cover photo. Look at the installed apps. I can't tell you. I mean, a lot of DIY bands, and there's I totally love this, that there's so many apps you can install. Mm -hmm. But they've got 20 apps installed, and one of them is promoting this album, and one of them is promoting that album. And the most current one that they're really driving people to hasn't been updated. Make sure that somebody goes through and either deletes these old apps or updates them with the new material. Go to your website. Make sure that you've got the most current video prominently displayed, that you're not pushing an old video. Make sure, the again, the players have been updated. Make sure the free song you're giving away to join your email list isn't a song from last year's album, that you're now updating that to change to get a song from yeah. the new album. Yeah. A lot of simple, and, and believe me, these are very simple things. And that's why I think a lot of people kind of roll their eyes and go, of course, this is all basic. But if people it, miss it every day. If it day. was basic, I wouldn't see this daily yeah, see either in time. clients I work with or as a fan going to visit websites going, right. come on, people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and this is one of those where it really doesn't need to apply to if you've got a major label, listen, that, that the major label spending the big time Boku bucks to do that for you. This is where you just need to pay attention to what they're doing. This do is for the people who don't have a team surrounding yeah. you. Yeah, and the, and just to to piggyback on what you just said, I find sometimes when I do a little research into an artist even if they have some of the things that you just mentioned in line, you might go to, you know, you, you, you go to All Music Guide. You, know, you go to Amazon and look at their profile. You go to Apple Music. Wherever you go, you go to Spotify. There's an old, outdated bio, an old, outdated image. Um, and you're like, you guys, um, you've got a new member of the band. He's not in this photo. You know, you're not wearing that fashion anymore. You're this, you need to update those things and they're very simple to do. Yeah. One, one of my clients hats off to them. And I, I again, I'm not going to name people here, but one of my clients, their manager is relentless about staying on top of that type of stuff. They're That's constantly great. saying, Hey, and sometimes they dig up the most obscure unknown website and they're hitting me up going, Hey, this has got a, a, a promo photo from four years ago. Let's Good get for them. this changed. The bio is old. A lot of times I'm like, there's no way for us to change it. There's no contact. You know, sometimes you can't do things, but the fact that they're out there always looking, Love going, that. I want to yeah. get this photo changed. I want to get this bio updated. They care. That's caring, and that's 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 caring about your brand. Yeah. And I the agree. message you're putting out there. And, and That's a good one. You know, it's simple. It really is simple. It's not a lot of work. Stuff like this, if you plan it out in advance, you could probably pound through making all of these updates in one day, literally Easy. in one day. It's just knowing where to go, what to look for, and what to update. Yeah. The big thing is look at it through the eyes of your fans so mm -hmm. you see what they're seeing. When somebody lands on your website because they heard you got a new album, What's the message you're telling them? Yeah. I would like to add to that YouTube. And there are four things that I think should be done immediately for every 
release, and, and, and I'm just talking about a song here. I think that these days, and, and YouTube will back me up on this, they like to see more content. The more what they call content, you and I call you know, music and videos. But you, you, you can do a video inexpensively. So we'll start with just video. Then we'll talk about lyric videos, which, you know, they're very popular. You may not be for them, but I, I see it across all genres now. Major um, artists do lyric videos because they're yeah. so inexpensive. And they're fun to watch. And yeah. sometimes we, we, we miss having uh, albums and CDs with lyrics on them. And I think that that's a good alternative to that. And, you know, I, I've seen some of them that are very, you know, very well done. Yep. So regular video, a lyric video, and then, you know, a, you know, what we've talked about before about pseudo videos, meaning that it's, it might just be the album cover and a few images of the band, but it's really more for people to listen. Yeah. And, you know, I have two teenage daughters and their primary source of streaming is YouTube. And this is prior to YouTube Red. This is prior to, you know, um, any you, of those you, other music you, you, services. And for those who don't know, YouTube Red is the new subscription service on YouTube, which, um, as we're recording this, did it launch today or just launched yesterday? Um, but YouTube Red is now live. The music subscription service launched yesterday. is live. I don't know if that they're also going to, or I shouldn't say music, video subscription service. Because they're well, also both. launching a music yeah. app, right? Which I don't think that's launched, and I haven't quite figured out what that's going to look yeah. like and work like. So there's two initiatives coming out there for you. That might be a good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, like, I'm I'm not necessarily as excited about the video subscription. I want to see how the music. I, I'm I'm a little plays. excited about the video side. Not to get too far off in the weeds here, but just the fact that you can go. You know, you won't have ads. Well, which that's basically is, what you're paying. You're paying a subscription in advance, yeah. so you don't have ads on your videos. As, and I, as and I read user. that. Yeah, yeah. And I read that they made it a little bit easier to download ones that you want to keep. And you know, we'll see what the quality is. But so, just to recap. You, you know, do a video. They're they're not super expensive to do. I know people who've done them on their iPhone and they look amazing. I mean, not that you should do that, but it doesn't have to be the high budget thing. So, you know, the the regular video, the lyric video, and just Google, you know, there are a lot of people who make those. You can make them yourself uh, on your computer. They're not that hard, but if you're busy or you, you don't want to do that. There are people that do them rather inexpensively. The pseudo video, which is basically, think of it as just basically streaming the audio. It's just your, it's just your album cover with yeah. the audio underneath it. Yeah. And there is a little debate. You know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, giving, you know, again, hitting them at the party that they're at. Um, you can do one song. It might be nice to have you know, a few songs on there. So if someone just hits play and then they're working, you know, they're going to get exposed to a little bit more. That And then the fourth thing when we're talking about videos is live performance videos. And the first thing you might think of is, you know, you're playing a show and somebody records it and you put it up. Well, make sure it's a good recording, number one. But the other part of that that I've seen people do that I really love is... Um, you set up a video, like, uh, I'll, I'll use an example, uh, Nikki Davey, this band that I, I work with. Um, 
Dave, their guitar player, also plays piano. He set up a, a recorder and sat down and played a song on his piano, posted it. It was, it was phenomenal, you know? Um, and those are those personal things that we talked about, having a relationship and growing your audience. You know, because if I, I see that and I'm like, wow, that's really cool, I send it to Michael. Michael loves it. He might post it on his socials. And, you know, that's, these days that's how word gets around. Yep. Yep. So the, that was just my kind of do's when it comes to YouTube. Use YouTube. Don't, don't just put up one video and, and walk away. Make sure you have a channel set up. It's very simple to do. And, and like I say, I would recommend four videos for every song that you post. And, and I've got my, my final do will, will uh, dovetail right on that. I've got two other things I would add to um, uh, YouTube. One, don't forget YouTube is actually a social network. Fans can leave comments on your video you need to reply to those comments. You need to get into the discussions of what's happening. So many people completely ignore YouTube comments. Um, so please, just as much as you pay attention to comments on Facebook, do it on YouTube. The other thing is pay attention to the, the description, the title, and the keywords for the videos you upload. Again, I see so many people who have great content that they upload, and the title is by default move123.mov. Yeah. And the description is the file name as well, and there's no keywords. Why is that important, Michael? So YouTube is just like a search engine like Google. I mean, it's owned by Google. You are found by searching. Whether you go to Google and type in something for a video or whether you're in YouTube and you use their search box or whether you are recommended when you watch somebody's video and you know the tiles come up and recommend other videos, that's all based off of title, description, and keywords. So you need to put your band name in the title. You need to put the song name in there. You need to put the album name in there. Think about it from, again, your fans. What are your fans coming online and typing when they're searching for you? Are they typing? They're, they're not typing new video. They're typing new video from Nikki Davey. All right. Well, then you better have all those words in there. The description should have, you know, that can be a long description. A lot of times by default, maybe that's the press release for your new album. Make sure that like the very first sentence, though, has the buy link for this album, whether it's to iTunes or Amazon or Bandcamp or wherever you want to go, first line is that. Not at the bottom, because if you notice when you watch a video, you don't see the entire description unless yeah, you click more. Truncated. You only see about the first sentence. So that first sentence should say, buy this album, link to iTunes. It's forgotten a lot. It's so, it, or, or, or so many people put it at the bottom of the description. And then it's never seen because it's truncated. It's never seen. Unless somebody expands it. And let's be honest, I mean, how often is that going to happen? That doesn't happen. Um, and then the keywords, which keywords are not seen by the public. That's only seen by you as the admin when you upload this. That's stuff that, literally what a keyword is. This is stuff that you want to be found when you search for. It could be the genre of your music. It could be another artist that your style is similar to. It could, you know, you can put 
I don't know, dozens of keywords in there. And you should. You should not just put your name in as the keyword. You need to, if at a bare minimum, what I do with some clients is I create a generic. Okay, no matter what you do when you post a video, use these keywords, use this description. It's better than nothing. Mm. Ideally, what you should Build do is that. a little customization based on what the content of the video is. But if you do that, it will help you immensely. I mean, you if you don't put any of that stuff in there, you're not going to get recommended. How does YouTube know what that video is? It doesn't. It doesn't listen to it. <laughs> it doesn't think behind the scenes going, oh, I just watched that video. Here's what it's really about. I'll recommend it. It's based on that data that you put in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, many, so many people forget all of that information. I can't tell you how many times with clients, you know, I'll spend half a day going through and cleaning up all of their YouTube videos. Oh, and here's a little tip related to YouTube. So maybe you've got one video. You're releasing a new album this month. But you've got a lot of other videos on there. Go in there and sort your videos in your video manager by most popular. So you find out what's the most popular videos. Your most popular video might be from two years ago, but it's still getting views. You don't care. I mean, it, maybe it's because it's got great search engine results, great linking, somebody's embedded it. Go into that video and modify the description of that video that's the most popular video and make the first line something that says, new album released 2015, click here to order. Even though the video is for something that came out three years ago. Because you've got people still watching that old video and you want they, they may not know. They may have they may have discovered you because of the old music. They have no idea you've got new music. That's mm -hmm. your one chance to say, I got new music coming out. Yeah. So I would uh, yeah. Pick pick you know, pick your maybe top three most popular videos and go in there and, and, and tweak your descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing I would, I think that's really good. Um, the only other thing I would add to the YouTube discussion is YouTube has some really amazing analytics that you can get basically for free. And if you go into your YouTube channel and click into it, it'll show you information about, you know, when your videos are viewed, you know, where how the, often, where they are, where the people where, are. So much great information in there to just kind of educate you. You might learn something uh, about your fan base and about who's actually looking at at your videos. And and uh, so do yourself a favor and explore that. It's really simple to use. Um, just go on to your your YouTube channel um, and click into some of those analytics and just kind of explore a little bit. I think you'll you'll learn a lot. Cool. This is good. I, I, I like doing do's and don'ts, the basics, because, again, I think a lot of people take this stuff for granted. Um, but even even the biggest bands need to pay attention to some of these things, because yeah. there's, there's there's times where I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. Listen, you know, I wrote that article about D. Snyder about his metadata. It's like, I don't care how big you are. <laughs> sometimes you don't do the most basic things. Yeah. So, you know, here's here's my homework question for people watching or listening what do you have what what would be your one basic do or don't tip that you know you learned from experience or or whatever but it's like 
you want to share with everybody else. You know, leave us a comment. Let us know what your one tip is. I guess that's it. That's it. Until next week, everybody. Thanks so much.